0: Ramsey solutions. This is the Ramsey show where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. We're talking about your relationships, your money, your career, your life, anything and everything. So give us a call. Up next is Rebecca out of Portland. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to the show hi thank you so much for taking my call absolutely how can we help
1: i'm about to be engaged and i need advice if i should stay with my boyfriend
2: <laughs> you have called the right place
0: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> it's a lot of pressure we oh my got gosh you, Rebecca so oh my gosh give us the story Rebecca <laughs> what is happening so you're about to be engaged you know this Rachel has never missed an episode.
2: Rachel has never missed an episode of The Bachelor. (laughs) We have got you. Okay, go for it.
1: Go for it. So, we've been dating for a year and a half. My boyfriend is a recovering addict, he's four years sober. A month ago, he lapsed back into youth. Fast forward to last night. And I I found out that he still has $10,000 in medical debt that I thought he had paid off. Anytime we've talked about those two situations, he's ended the conversation by saying, I knew I shouldn't have told you about it. Mm. I love this man fiercely, but I'm really scared right now and I need some advice. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. So a couple of things. Let me like so. He struggles with addiction. Okay. That for me isn't a reason to say I'm out. Right. And for your sobriety and having a, a rough day or, you know, taking some steps back, that's something that if you choose to engage in a marriage, you know what you're getting into and you've probably got addictive tendencies of your own. And we're going to work through this together. The part that has given me some significant pause that I think is the, the, killer of relationships is secrets. This idea that I'm going to have an alternative life underneath my marriage and I'm going to have things that I keep in my drawers that she doesn't know about or he doesn't know about. And secrets, there's a biology to secrets. Secrets kill you and they kill relationships. And so there's a deception and dishonesty here. I'm hiding stuff from you, right? That's the part that, man, I think your instincts, not saying you need to call this thing off, But um, I think there needs to be a um, truth telling time. Like, no more secrets, no more. I don't like that impulse. I knew I shouldn't have told you.
0: Yeah. Because, Rebecca, and why, and when he says that, is it because you, if you can, like, be self aware enough to know, are you defensive about, like, are you coming at him? Do you fly
2: off the handle, get mad at him? Is it
0: like that? Or is it you're just asking questions and trying to care for him and he still has that reaction? Like what? What are those conversations like?
1: I'm a pragmatist, so when we have those kinds of conversations, I listen and then I try to like find a solution. So that conversation last night ended because he he said, "You know, um, this debt is old. It's not affecting my credit score anymore." I don't have to deal with it. That the collectors aren't calling me anymore, and I said it's still debt. You need to pay it off.
2: Did did you th- you you said when you were talking to us that you thought it was gone? Did you think it was gone because the story you told yourself, or did he lie to you?
1: That's a great question. I I'm if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he told me he paid it off, or okay. at least that's how it how it came across that he wasn't in debt anymore.
2: So the language you're using right now suggests y'all might be in a pretty common relational pattern as people often marry or get uh, get into relationship with people who struggle with addiction because they are fixers or in your words you're pragmatists and I want you to be very careful about seeing him as somebody to fix instead of somebody to be with and often he may come to you with I need you just to listen to me I want you to hear me Um, I'm struggling I'm hurting and he's not asking for what do I do next he's probably a really smart guy that's had to be pretty self-reflective to have gone through four years of sobriety Mm -hmm. he really needs his fiance his girlfriend his wife his partner his best friend to sit with him and just say this sucks can I hold your hand?
1: Mm -hmm. Does
2: that make sense? All this is saying y'all need to have a couple of hard no more secrets truth-telling conversations and he may have more secrets like here's what I need I need you to not try to fix me and you may have secrets like I need you to never lie to me, never hold withhold from me, um, or this relationship's not going to work. You're going to run into a brick wall at some point, right? What's
1: the What's the probability of him relapsing?
2: Oh, I, I mean, I think that would be anybody's going to give you that kind of. I don't <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know what the what, what he's struggling with. There's no way to to say that, right? And I think your pragmatist wants a percentage. Right? Yeah. Like, is it a 42% or a 17.7%? But
0: also, for her sake, though, yeah. walking into a lifelong committed relationship with mm-hmm. someone, what what is that? Wh- how do you walk down that path knowing I'm going to choose someone? Which everyone, everyone's broken, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it, it obviously com- struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it comes out in different ways. But cocaine but is for, different for- than
2: heroin. It's different than alcohol. It's different than pornography. That's different from smoking, right? Yeah. So, and... and trauma is different than people who work 140 hours a right. week so it's so if you're going a into a relationship
0: range. with knowing this though for her sake what are the questions you would be asking it's what cre- are the things that it's you dig question. into for her to, to her full side? because what I'm hearing from you Rebecca because I'm not a trained therapist this is why I have John next to me is I'm like okay if if I if he's been four years that's amazing and I'm going to celebrate that but he's He's gone down once. Is he going to go down now every single week for the rest of our marriage? Like, sure. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you kind of go down that road and what do you do? What What is... And,
2: and it's, it's an anxiety. It's trying to grab control. I yes. want to figure out the next thing for Feeling the rest for of your yeah, life. Exactly. <laughs> oh so here's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on a set of core agreements that we're going to um, all be a part of and towards a life that we want to build, right? So when you sit down with a builder and you say, I want to use the top of the top cabinets. I want the top of the top. Then they're going to go shop and get them, right? So y'all are going to create a series of relational boundaries and actions and agree to them. This is who we are. We are always going to tell the truth. Even if you have a relapse, yeah. you're going to tell the truth. Yeah, You will never hide things from me. And that means when you need something different from the way I'm treating you, you got to tell me because that's a secret. That's a lie if you don't tell me. And I promise to, right? So y'all are going to create a series of behaviors that you will commit to. And that you will double down on and then you will deal with life as it comes right and that that i think we focus so much on the goals and the outcomes if you have one more cigarette i'm out of here why does that person have to smoke? Maybe we've created a home that's so tense and so toxic and so hard and not yeah. dealing with old stuff, right? So let's create an ecosystem where we can both survive and live,
3: That's right? so good. And so
2: let's start there. But I think it starts with everybody sitting down in a, in a room and looking at each other and saying, it's time to be honest. Time to turn the lights on. Let's be honest.
0: So good. Thanks for the call, Rebecca. This is The Ramsey Show.
4: are discovering a faith-based and budget-friendly way of meeting health care costs through Christian Health Care Ministries. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is a nonprofit organization that helps members carry one another's burdens with health care expenses, and they have successfully shared each other's medical bills for nearly 40 years. See if CHM is right for you by visiting chministries.org. CHM is a proud sponsor of Dave Ramsey Live Events.
0: So one of the fun new things that I feel like we've launched in a long time, John.
2: Well, we we launched it. But well, we. They
0: I say we. I'm adding myself into the project. Right. You're an
2: owner of the company. We. we. We launched them, and then they kept selling out, and then selling out, and then selling out. And so then, and then people said, well, can you make new ones? Can you make different ones? And so here we are.
0: Here we are. Okay. So the questions for humans. Yes, it's the cards. Sorry. It's the conversation cards. So what's fun is that it's like you have a deck for parents and kids. You got...
2: Friends and workplace. Friends and, and
0: workplace. And then what's this one? There's, oh, yeah. For, yeah. So, all these options. So, anyways, they picked some out for us, but they did Girls Night for me uh, and you two.
2: Well, let me do them then. I'll ask the Girls Night question. No, I'm
0: asking you. I'm
2: not going Girls
0: Nights. Uh, you're going right, to have to because we're doing it just a few. Girls Just night. a few, real quick. Me and quick. Rach. Okay. Me, and,
2: me and Rach. Man,
0: this could get dicey. This could get dicey. People may get offended. Let's
2: get some cancel on You Let's ready? Do it. You Let's, ready? Yep.
0: What are three important skills every woman should know?
2: Oh, gosh.
0: How could I... Answer? I know coming karate from a, coming from a guy karate <laughs> like
2: how to fight
0: Ew, that's a good one um
2: how to uh, change a tire okay um
0: yeah. oh, it's
2: hard I don't know what do you think yeah, I don't know
0: I have no idea
2: okay let me just think about my like my daughter right
0: uh, the, budget
2: <laughs> you would It's ridiculous so I'm looking at Josephine I want her to be strong. And brilliant and yes. compassionate, kind, yes. right? So uh-huh. strength would be: she, can she fix stuff? Can she get out of a situation that's dicey? Can she yes. reach out and make a call? Uh, I want her to be to oh, be uh, compassionate and think about other people, and I want her to be brilliant, right?
0: Yeah, it's like a there's a problem solving
2: wisdom right. aspect right.
0: that I would want. Yes, my girls to have. Yeah, whether you're in whatever the situation's in. Um, what else is it? I? And w-
2: axe throwing that would be a good good skill. Axe throwing, not really
0: golly I don't know because you can go super domestic cook
2: oh figures figures
0: <laughs> figures Every Rachel woman uh yeah I don't know I mean alright move on to the next one okay, okay okay uh celebrity crush growing up and what about now
2: oh Jennifer Love Hewitt
0: well great throwback yeah great throwback yeah Freddie Prince Jr really yeah yeah, yeah. I'm now I'm not
2: gonna lie Winston's kind of a dead ringer kind of made that one come true. Like you oh, he
0: uh, does kind of look yeah. like Freddie Jr. <laughs> Your
2: husband has got Freddie Prince Jr vibes I in, can in see a major that. way. I
0: can see that. Whoa. Okay, what about now?
2: Oh. Oh gosh, my wife probably is the only thing I can say. He's my celebrity crush. Who's yours? Yeah.
0: Do you know who I just I love so much? Huh. But he's old. So I don't know what that says about me. A lot. Hugh Jackman.
2: Oh, he's phenomenal.
0: I mean, the man can sing, can dance, Attack people.
2: Yeah, my uh, great, I mean, like oh, he does a great everything. Athlete. My wife went and, and saw kind, him,
0: and kind people and People like, talk about uh, him. Lovely. How, yes.
2: My wife went and, and saw him right. on uh, Broadway, Broadway alone. No. She went to the show by herself, and she came back, and she's like, "Just so you know," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. I know how I know how Darwinism I know. works."
0: I think Hugh Jackman is yeah. I can see that, but he's so old. So you know, oh, I not. he's 48. He is I just made that not up. I 48, is. John. Okay, real quick, let's do one more. Um. It's mm-hmm. fun. What's fun? What's fun? Oh, this is a great one.
2: Know how to
5: cook? Would you rather
0: have a? <laughs> would you rather have a personal trainer, chef, or hairstylist? Chef, hands down.
2: Thousand percent chef, all day long. All
0: day. Yes. What if you had a personal chef and they just cooked your meals? <sighs> then you wouldn't need that skill as a woman, you know? Oh yeah. Because it <laughs> it's all done. No, a chef would be.
2: Chef would no question about it would be incredible amazing
0: okay so good well anyways the cards y'all they really are fun and the girls night these are funny these are funny
2: especially when you have a friend like I do who basically wants to bring women back to the 1400s it's pretty cool rachel
0: okay whatever call me call me 1950s but kidding. i love we have a garden right now and on sunday night i got tomatoes out of the garden i got basil out of the garden i mean i'm like living off the land <laughs> made sauce made this pasta with parmesan cheese and all i mean this whole thing and i just felt like a bad day. so there is something in me when i cook and i'm like and i made wednesday i was like i'm gonna make your plate because i want you to like see how beautiful and see, delicious that's not, a,
2: that's not about cooking that's, that's about like, i'll show you i
0: did this like it's, you just feel great call me 1950s that's I felt, not 1950s I felt awesome. that's very modern I felt awesome that's so.
2: a very much of a flex congratulations
0: yeah you're welcome everyone. Rachel Cruz
2: living off the land you're welcome
0: okay. <laughs> living
2: off the land
0: I am okay up next we got Madison out of Tampa hey Madison welcome to the show hi Rachel hi Dr. John how are y'all today we're doing great it's doing great how can we help Well,
4: I um, am in my first big girl job outside of college, and I just got my first bonus, and I wanted to know um, what y'all think I should do with it.
0: Nice. Congratulations, Madison. What do you do? I'm an accounts receivable. Okay, that's great. What
2: kind of bonus are we talking? Uh, $1,100. Way to go!
0: Nice. So great. So financially, Madison, where are you at? Do you have... Do you have debt? Do you have any savings? Kind of what your what's your financial picture?
4: Uh, I have no debt. I uh, I was able to get scholarships to cover all of my schooling. Nice. Um. Yeah, and then I have a ten thousand dollar emergency fund, and then about four thousand dollars that I'm
0: putting towards a future car. Good for you. And does that ten thousand that'll probably cover you in? That three to six months of expenses, that fully funded emergency fund? Yeah, about fine. six months. Okay.
4: Yeah. Six that, if I was frugal and keeping myself uh, accountable. Sure,
0: sure. How old are you? I'm 23. Good for you, Madison. You're you're doing really well for a 23-year-old. I just want you to know that. Like, you're you're killing Thank it. You. You're killing it. Uh, so, for the next, for the upgrade in the car, you saved $4,000 for that. Will that be coming soon? Or are you doing that just kind of as a precaution? Just a precaution. My family has a family curse where every eight years our cars
4: go out. And my cars at four years right now, so I'm just okay. getting ahead of the curve.
0: That's so great. It's a family curse. I love it. Well, I mean, Madison, at this point, you're on you know baby steps four, five, and six. So really, there's three things you do with money: you can give it, you can save it, you can spend it. So with this bonus, I mean, I would give some of it. I would, you could put a little bit away for for a car you could enjoy some of it because honestly i mean 1100 hundred it's amazing it's not going to completely you know change your whole financial future you know um in this moment so i would say to kind of just do both i would give some of it i'd put some more of it in that car fund if you kind of want to give a little bit more cushion then i would enjoy some of it because you've worked hard for it
2: or you can spend it on four gallons of gas that's about what it'll buy you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely here in tampa (laughs) exactly
2: for sure congratulations
0: yeah, does that
4: help, Thank Madison? Thank you so much. I think so. I, I'm looking forward to figuring out um, what fun thing I could do with it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I want you to spend a little bit. I'll say that. You've worked hard. You, yeah. know, you have your head on straight. I'm not worried about you going off, going off the ranch, Madison. Well,
2: and th- this is one of those cool things where you do all this work so that when you get your... First bonus. The question is, what do I do with this money? Not what do I have to, what do I get to do with this money versus what I have to do with this yes, money. That's totally a great different point. proposition. Love that's
0: it, awesome. love it, love it, love it. That's
2: awesome. So, great. Um, so let me ask you a question. When you think of a millionaire, what kind of job do you picture having? Is it some kind of high-powered executive, like a VP or CEO? Well, here's the thing. Only 15% of millionaires actually have jobs like that. And the reality is that the top five careers for millionaires in America are engineer, accountant, teacher, manager, and attorney. It's just one of the surprising things my team found out when we conducted the largest study of millionaires ever done. Our study made it clear that um, if you want to become a millionaire, you've got to invest wisely, and a big part of that is getting good investing advice. You need to work with an investing pro who can walk with you and teach you about the options that are right for you. I use a uh, SmartVestor Pro. Rachel uses a Smart SmartVestor Pro. These aren't things we're just trying to sell. These are things that we actually do in our own lives and trust our, with our family's resources. My team recommends trustworthy vetted investing pros from all over the country. We call them Smart Vester Pros. To get in touch with a Smart Vester Pro in your area, go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor and start building wealth today. That's ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor.
0: Ramsey show up next is Malnay did I pronounce that right out of Seattle did I did I butcher it Monet. <laughs> Monet. Monet the I'm sorry <laughs> I apologize sorry. they had it phonetically next to the name so I was really trying I was really trying I apologize <laughs> how can we help well, well I'm glad to
5: talk to both of you um my question is, in the context of a recent divorce, like, how to set myself up financially for best security on my own? Mm. Um, I'm on baby step three, and I own my house. Well, I don't own my house. I, I have a mortgage, but
0: I have a house.
5: Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the long picture.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. When, when was it settled? When, when, when was that finalized? In March? Yeah. Mm,
2: so
0: yeah, in March.
2: What is the, what's your financial situation?
5: Um, I'm doing okay. I have a day job. I'm working two jobs right now. I have a day job, um, and that earns 50000 a year, um, and that's remote, location-dependent Um I am starting a private practice. Um, that's just in the early phases, but that has the potential to grow to about ninety-three to hundred gross. Mm-hmm. And then I have twenty-six thousand retirement. I owe one hundred eighty-six thousand on my house.
2: Can you afford the payments?
5: I can. Yes, they're about a thousand a month.
2: Okay. Did you have to make a write him a uh, your husband a check? your ex-husband a check to buy out the equity of the house?
5: No, that's one good thing about the divorce, okay. I think, because of the situation. Yeah.
2: Okay. Mm. Uh, let me just say this. There's no good coming out of this. I can hear it on you. Yeah. It's is hard, huh? You still with us? it really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. No, don't, don't apologize at all. Um, the guy that, one of my great mentors um, working in mental health said this, after a major life change, after a breakup, a miscarriage, a divorce, a loss, don't make any major moves for six months to a year. And what you need right now, we talked about it in another segment, is you need some time to grieve and to sit and be sad. Because you had plans, right? You yeah. had pictures in your mind, and oh yeah, I
5: mean, we were going to hold hands at ninety, exactly.
2: Yeah. And so there's a season of grieving that loss of those pictures, and then the light slowly starts coming back on. Not that it's never you're never going to not be sad when you think about your first marriage, but um, the light comes back on, and the air is a little bit different, and you keep plugging away at your jobs because you got to stay busy, and you got to eat, and you got to pay rent, but. Enter into a season of there's not a, a lot next right now. There is simply just grieving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that fair?
5: Oh, that's very fair. Yeah, grieving and keeping myself functional at work. Yeah, that's right.
2: That's yeah. right. And that's you're gonna have to get a couple of people around you that can walk alongside you, that you can text at two a.m. and they'll come over and they'll bring nachos and y'all could just sit and weep together, or somebody who will get you off the couch and take you to go. Uh, um, Go for a walk or go for a hike or do whatever you need to go to arcade. I don't know what y'all do, but um, a group of people <laughs> who are going to walk alongside mm-hmm. you. Okay, Stay on the line because I want to send you a copy of Own Your Past, Change Your Future. And that's really the crux of the book is regardless of how well we're put together, our lives at some point um, have the bombs that go off in them. And then the question we have to ask ourselves is, what's next? Like, what do we do next? And that's the whole book. And there's a whole section on grief. So uh, I'll uh, hang on the line here and uh, Austin will get you,
3: get yeah. sent to you.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, you've the, the positive thing just on a more tactical level is with the financial situation, like you're in a really good spot. Yeah. You know, as you good have,
2: as you can be, right? Yeah.
0: You have no payments. Yeah. You have an emergency fund in place. You have a great paying job. And then a, another one that's going to even make you more in a
2: house. That's really, and, and low payment on that. Yep.
0: yep. So so in that, just just hear me say that the resting, that that is a possibility. Just to like like there's some people, it's like, okay, we gotta kind of keep this, we gotta keep the ship afloat, even though there's grief and all of this, but you have like secured everything. So you're good. You're good. If you did nothing financially for the next six months, you're gonna be okay. So just breathe more in that loss of that marriage and what you thought was, and like John said, get a good community around you. Um, but financially, you really are. You're doing um, you're doing a fantastic job, and I would just keep kind of plugging away. But there's no rush on anything, anything. Does it make uh, sense just to pile up any- cash
2: here, like just to put cash into a savings account or a mutual fund and just yeah? Sit you could. I would
0: it. still be okay with funding, put investing okay. during that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's still some. If there was something you guys were working towards, but since there's that she has a house she you know all the big stuff i feel like is pretty much covered yeah but i would not make any major decisions though i would not
2: up and sell the house yeah don't do that or quit job or
0: spit you know take all your money and just blow it and spend it because because of the grief you know like you really do you want to you want to stay the course and what you've been doing but there's no need just to like sprint ahead on anything crazy so when i am so sorry but thank you thank you so much for the call up next is Phil in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hey, Phil. Welcome to the show.
6: Hey, guys. So grateful to be with you. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for calling. How can we help?
6: So uh, my wife and I are, um, are, are trying to make a wise decision, and, and we're, we're kind of stuck. Um, we're trying to figure out whether or not we should do uh, 3B next or if we should jump into 4, 5, and 6. Um, We recently paid off all our debt, thank God. Uh, We're projecting to have a fully funded emergency account by the end of December.
0: Nice. Congratulations.
6: Thank you so much. Um, uh, Yeah, a lot of hard work, but uh, so so glad we found your program. Um, Very, very helpful. Uh, Thank you. So we're going to have another eight-month season where I'm going to be away from the home. Uh, My wife's going to be playing single mom, so we're we're approaching that season, a lot of emotions, and so we're just not sure where to go from here. Um, the home we currently live in, uh, we're, we're planning on using the equity from selling that house to buy a new house. Uh, and the reason we're moving is because I accepted a job uh, in a new location. And so uh, that equity will go into the purchase of a new house, but we weren't sure if, once the fully funded emergency fund is in place, if we should start uh, piling up money for a down payment on a house via three B, or if we should just be doing four, five, and six to increase the equity in the current home uh, for when we're prepared to make that move.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I would I would save up three B. I would save up a good down payment um, during that time. Do you guys have Do you have you run any numbers, Phil, on when you guys move when you plan on moving? Roughly how much equity you'll have to put towards the new house?
6: Yes. So uh, and our primary residence, will have uh, $190,000 equity once we close uh, the sale. Um, And then we also have a shore house, uh, which we purchased before we found the program. Uh, But thankfully, that was part of the debt we paid off. And so there's $140,000 equity in that house. Uh, But if we don't have to sell it, that's a great vacation home for our family. We prefer not to
0: yeah for sure. so the one ninety you'll have an equity how what kind of what what do you think the new price the price of the new house will be when you guys move? Do you have a ballpark
6: we We put a ceiling on it at four hundred thousand just because we're not comfortable taking out a mortgage of more than two hundred thousand
0: yeah okay, then that's great. then I mean I think kind of with actually with those numbers, you You're have good. a ton of equity to go in so I so I'm gonna kind of rewind my my answer, Phil now after hearing all those numbers. Then I would start plugging away at four, five, and six, um, and be paying down the principal of your house. You'll have more equity, and then when yeah, when the time comes to sell, you'll be able to roll it right into the new house.
6: Awesome! Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate the clarity.
0: Yep, absolutely. I'm real
6: grateful for you, man.
0: Thanks for thanks for calling. A lot of house discussions recently. Yeah, still moving. It's a mess out there, man. The market, the market is still still a little all over the place, but um, but man, you guys, it's, it all goes back to math look at math and numbers. That's going to be your friend during all these decisions. This is The Ramsey Show. the ramsey show it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225 find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings you get free samples free shipping and with the new promo codes they run every month you'll save even more use promo code ramsey to get the best deal
2: today's question comes from sabrina in new jersey sabrina writes I listen to Dave and agree with most of his views. Oh, this is going to be awesome.
0: (laughs) I love these.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Sabrina. Sabrina. Me too. (laughs) I listen to Dave and agree with most of his views, but not (laughs) on sharing bank accounts with your spouse. Uh. I like Steve Harvey's advice to share a bank account for the bills and then have one for yourself and one for the other spouse. I see couples fighting all the time about what Mm. the other spends money on. My sister and her husband argue about the way she buys her coffee. I'm engaged to be married and my fiance, and I don't want the same things when it comes to finances. How can we avoid that?
0: I think your sister's married to a jerk. (laughs) He gets mad about how she buys her coffee. What does that even mean? Unless
2: they are broke and she's ordering $9 double latte espresso thing, Oh, I guess thing, that's fair. Right?
0: I literally had in my head that they're at the coffee shop and she's ordering and he's like, why would you do that? Why would you put... Oh,
2: probably just like how expensive Almond it is. milk and
0: yeah. da, da, da. I like went to like the order, not specifically the price. So that's fair. That's so fair. here's the
2: thing. To answer this question, I'm engaged to be married to my fiance and I don't want the same things. We don't want the same things when it comes to finances. How can we avoid that? Don't get married. <laughs> really? Right?
0: Or does they not want the same things... Like her sister has.
2: No, she she is engaged to be married and her and her fiance and I don't want the the same same, things when it comes to finance, right? Um, Either don't get married or have some hard conversations and get on the same page because I'll let you, Rachel, what do you think? You're always telling people to share bank accounts.
0: Yeah, always. Because in my head, yeah, you see couples fighting all the time about the way the other spends their money. And to me- that's not just a money issue. It's not a money we, issue at all. Like we go back to, I mean, it's it's a it's a marriage thing. Like, Are you guys on the same team? Are you working towards the same goals? Yeah. To your point, are y'all trying to get out of debt and one's spending money over here when they shouldn't be? Well, that's less about, again, the dollars and cents in my head and that's more about respecting each other and the plan that you're on and working as a team together. Like that's a whole other conversation. It's coming out that way. And then my other thing too is when people avoid, because I hear this a lot. Well, People fight a lot about money, so it's just not worth it. It's it's easier to have separate accounts mm. because if we had the same accounts, then we would fight about money. And I'm like, well then the fights that you would have are the fights you you should be having. Those that, are the conversations you gotta yeah, have. Then you gotta have those conversations. You can't just avoid hard topics in marriage by putting a band-aid and having separate accounts. Like it just doesn't it doesn't work. And to Steve Harvey, I've heard I've seen the clips of him and I'm like, in my head, having the same account where you each still have your own spending money Of course, there's a Rachel line item in our budget there's a Winston line item even our kids they each have their own line item because it just makes things easier (laughs) like here where are we at with you guys and spending in the month and so I still have the freedom I'm like I still have my idea I'm still Rachel and I still am going to enjoy spending things on on things that Winston could care less about Winston spends money on stuff that I, I don't really care about but But I'm like, hey, we we both agree this is the amount of money. So to me, regardless of whether it's in a separate checking account or not, to me that, or the same, you still have the idea that you still have money to spend individually.
2: Right. And the idea that if you put it together, then you lose any of the things that you would ever want, any of your autonomy, it's nonsense. Yeah. It means you have to have a shared conversation about shared goals. Yeah. Right? Roommates have separate accounts couples who are together for the long haul and they talk married, through they, things mm-hmm. man yep, they yep. work together
0: so if you're married have one account and if conflict comes up because of it good then you're going to work through it
2: it's it's- a, so let's uh, let's 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 pull us apart for a second sabrina when you ask when you say that you and your fiance don't want the same things when it comes to finances
0: mm-hmm.
2: as a guy who works with couples this is a big red flag not because of the money but because somebody wants to have a lot of cars to work on in the driveway. Somebody wants a home. Somebody wants um, to retire someday. Somebody wants fill in the blank. These are questions about how we're going to live our lives, what we're going to do together, and more importantly, what we value. And that what it, finances is just the math part of the what do we value question. And so y'all have to get in a room and say, do we want to value peace? And do we want to value laughing deeply and going on vacations and enjoying our lives? Or do we want to value a suburban we can't afford and um, sending our kids to colleges that they've got to mortgage their souls for what, whatever the question, whatever values y'all come up with, that's the question. And that's, yeah, I man, your finances align after the values question. Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely. Up next is Andrew in knoxville tennessee hey andrew welcome to the show
3: hey guys thanks for taking my call absolutely how can we help uh i'm new at this and i'm just trying to figure out how to get out of debt and everything so uh it's
0: great you called the right spot okay so so that so you're just trying to figure out yeah what's your
3: situation uh i'm seventy thousand dollars in debt okay
0: what kind of debt is and it?
3: That's my home.
0: Just your mortgage. Okay.
3: Yeah. This is my mortgage.
0: Do you have any consumer debt, car loans, credit cards, student loans? No.
3: I No, I have no other debts. Well,
0: that's great, Andrew. How much money do you make a year? What's your what's your take-home pay?
3: Um, our My, household, wife, my, yeah. my wife's uh, household will be uh, 72000
0: Okay. A year. That's awesome. Uh, do you guys have kids? Yes. How, how old are they? Uh,
3: five and six and be three.
0: Okay. That's great. And do you guys have any money saved? Uh,
3: yes, I got $7,000 saved.
0: Okay. That's great, Andrew. Well, what we teach here um, on the show is really this step by step plan on how to get in control of your money, get out of debt have an emergency fund, all of that. And Andrew, you're you're far down the line, which is awesome because... You're doing great. Yeah, the first step is a $1,000 emergency fund. So check. The second is pay off all consumer debt, but your mortgage, check. The third is to get a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. So you're okay. getting there with that $7,000 uh, emergency fund. How much... And again, you don't have to answer right now, but I want you and your wife tonight to sit down and figure out, okay, with all of our expenses, how much do we need? And, and for you guys, you know, you have little kids, so I would lean closer to the six month just for some security purposes of having that, that just extra, extra cushion. And so figuring out, okay, how much more do we want to add to that $7,000? You may be close to it depending on your, your expenses, um, but what do we have to live off of? For six months to be okay, if we had no income coming in, and that's really your—that's what your fully funded emergency fund. And so you're going to put that aside, just in a traditional savings account or a money market account, and do not invest that money. This is not an investment. This money really is insurance that if something happens, a pandemic hits, someone your loses their job, your air conditioner goes yeah. out, uh, med- you know if a medical emergency, and you need cash. Like all of that idea, it's your rainy day funds. And then from there, Andrew, you're going to start, after that's complete, you're going to do baby steps four, five, and six together. So you're going to start funding retirement. Do you guys have anything in retirement right now?
3: Yes, Yeah, me and her both have retirement.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So you want to be funding 15% of your income into retirement, and then the next step is looking at kids' college. So for these, this five, five-year-old, three-year-old, Looking to say, okay, what well, we need to start putting some money away for them to have money for school, and then that last that that baby step six is paying off the home early. So doing all okay. those three steps together is really what you're looking at. So um, I would I would do a couple of things. Andrew, have, are you guys budgeting? Do you guys have a written budget?
3: Oh uh, no, We're okay. not a written budget. I just you know just like every typical people yep. do. Just you know. Not go out to eat here and do that.
0: Yep, absolutely. Okay, so I want you to hold on the line, Andrew. Austin's going to pick up and we're going to give you a year's subscription to Ramsey Plus, which is going to include our Every Dollar budgeting app and Financial Peace University, which is going to be the full nine-course Uh, lessons that you need to really get all of this in place. I know I can't answer it quickly on a phone call uh, this short, but I want you guys to go through that. You and your wife together and follow exactly what we say. And you guys are going to be doing great. You're doing great already, Andrew. Thanks for the call.